When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, everyone. Welcome back in to another live edition of the Patriots Beat podcast right here on the CLNS Media Network. Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit, joined as always by Alex Barr from 98.5 The Sports Hub. And it's cut down day. The Patriots are down to 53 players officially. Uh, the last few cuts rolled in pretty much two minutes before we, we hopped on live here. So we are all the way down to 53 players. So we will, you know, kind of work through that a little bit and start to set the stage for the practice squad tomorrow and before all these are, are blown up, right, before the, before the week one game against Philly. But we'll start with probably the biggest surprise cut of the day at Bailey Zappi at quarterback. Yeah. Didn't have the best summer, but still kind of a big surprise here, I'd say, to, to see him get cut right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, they they must look at it and feel as though the tape he put out this summer, he's going to get through waivers. I know uh, Phil Perry reported, though, some people even in the building called it a shocker. So this was not something I think that had been discussed leading up to it. I think this is something that sort of just happened today over the last two days, coming away from that preseason game. He's going to be back, though. He's going to be back. We saw them do this with Brian Hoyer in 2021. They did it with the kicker position in 2020. It's essentially Belichick manipulating the new roster rules and the practice squad elevations because they'll get Bailey Zappi on the practice squad. Uh, they'll they'll elevate him for the first two weeks, and then you know it buys you a roster spot those first two weeks. Then they'll have to figure out what to do, but it's the NFL. Guys get hurt. They'll sort it all out then. Now, that's assuming Zappi gets through waivers. That's what's different with the Hoyer situation where he was outright released. But again, they must feel, based off what they saw this summer, that teams aren't going to want to claim Hoyer. If they do, they're fine taking the risk and losing him, and they feel it's worth it to open up that extra roster spot. But I don't think he's going to be claimed. I think he'll be back. We'll be laughing about this in four weeks when he's back on the active roster. I I think he stays as the backup. If he's not, or if they want to just add another veteran to the room, maybe on the practice squad, I look at Colt McCoy as a guy who, who got released by the Cardinals in that role Brian Hoyer was in last year. And by the way, Brian Hoyer's not come to save him this time. He's still on the Raiders. Brian Hoyer, uh, sorry, Colt McCoy is a guy I would look at. The other guy I wonder about is A.J. McCarron. Played for Bill O'Brien in Houston, comes out of Alabama, has that Nick Saban connection. He, was in, he turned down NFL offers back in March to go play in the XFL, put things on tape, maybe show his skill set a little bit more. The Patriots have been interested in him in the past. So he's a guy I wonder if they would call. But regardless, I think ultimately Bailey Zappi ends up 
a New England Patriot at this time tomorrow after waivers have cleared. He might be on the practice squad, but I think he'll be back. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That like when that first happened and it was a surprise, and then you kind of thought of that Hoyer situation where they're just probably finagling things to get another body, you know, keep seven corners. I think they're at right now, keep all these O linemen, these tackles they just traded for. But I mean, they don't have another quarterback behind Mac and we'll talk about Malik in a second here, but they need, they obviously need someone. So as Bill said before, if he's subjecting someone to waivers, he's comfortable with losing them. Right. And that's probably where we said it wasn't a great summer. Granted it was with the backups against Tennessee, but it wasn't a great performance from Zappi. Looks like they, they might be comfortable letting him go here, but he'll probably clear waivers, you'd imagine, and they just get him right back on the practice squad. And then in a few weeks, he's at back on the active roster, and we're just back to where we were two hours ago, right? So that's probably where it's at with Zappy. But there was about two minutes there when he got cut that it looked like it was just going to be Malik Cunningham at QB2. And then he, he gets released too. So you think you think him he's in that same boat? Looks like they want to get him back on the practice squad. You think he's going to be good to just kind of slip through waivers there today? I would say as an umbrella, uh, all the guys that were at practice today that later got cut. So that's Malik Cunningham. That's Bailey Zappi. That's uh, Thyric Pitts was another guy. Why, why can't I think of any names right now? Um, Ronnie Perkins. Ronnie Perkins was another one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Harris, JJ Taylor. Uh, JJ Taylor wasn't in practice. I want to get to oh, JJ yeah. Taylor. He might be his own thing. But Jeremiah Farms, another one. Uh, Matt Sokol. Matt Sokol. Uh, that tells me that they want those guys back on the practice squad. Now, some of them, the younger guys, have to go through waivers. Maybe they don't get back. That's its own thing. But they're generally pretty good about, hey, if you're not going to be here, we're not going to waste your time. So I, yeah. I would say for those guys, Cunningham included, the plan is to get them back if they can get them back. Now, Cunningham, like Zappi, is another guy that could realistically get claimed. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he definitely will. I think if they felt like he would definitely get claimed, they wouldn't have waived him. They would have traded him. You look at what the Broncos did with Albert O earlier today, right? This they, It was announced they were going to waive him. And then at the last minute, the Eagles come in and they get a pick swap out of it, which isn't a lot, but it's still better than nothing. So I, I think Cunningham's going to be here as long as he doesn't get claimed. I do think he's going to be here. I do still think they have a plan for him. That plan just isn't him on the 53-man roster initially, which makes sense the way his workload kind of decreased after that first preseason game. It really felt like they were in kind of a preparation period with him, and then that sort of dipped off the last few weeks. Yep. So, you know, with that practice squad, you probably expect, I mean, if they're 53, and what do we count with the guys that practice today? It was right around that That's that's 60. I So I had them at 67 players at practice today. Okay. 69 players will ultimately be on the team between the active roster and the practice squad. Now that doesn't account for a guy like Tyquan Thornton or uh, Riley reef who may make the initial 53, then get put on IR. They no longer count against that 69 player number. So spots can open up there. They're definitely going to have external additions Mm -hmm. coming in the next few days. I would guess heavily on the practice squad, maybe on the 53 man roster, but I think they made those additions in, in Vidarian low and Tyrone Wheatley, who we can get to. But, yeah, I, I think that they the, the group we saw out there today is pretty much their group. Yeah, and that's kind of what Bill alluded to because they had that, like, eight to ten players they cut a few days ago, and Bill said, Belichick said, you know, we owe that to them. Let them go get a fresh try to find a fresh start elsewhere. But the guys that you're making practice, like, a few hours before cut-down day, you, those are probably the guys you want to let stay around and, and – uh, hope to get back on that practice squad, but 
we can shoot over to that offensive line quick because that's obviously the most polarizing position probably on the roster right now. Uh, is it polarizing implies that people feel different ways about it. I think everybody that's, feels the same way about it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But um, I don't know. I just show me the person who's super optimistic about the Patriots offensive line. I'd love to meet them. Well, maybe t- after today, they're starting to get a little more optimism okay. because Calvin Anderson activated off the NFI today, out at practice today, seemed to be in good spirits uh, in the locker room after. Connor McDermott, he got put on IR today, so his his year is done. But they get so they get Calvin Anderson back. They they lose Connor McDermott, and then. I believe they cut. It was Chase and Hines, James Ferenc, Cody Rusi, Andrew Stuber. Don't I believe that's everyone on the O line? So starting to maybe get some bodies back. And Cole Strange back at practice. I think he was there Sunday, but looked to be limited. He looked. He was there at the start of practice, which yeah. was new. He's been doing that thing where he he comes out like at the mm-hmm. end of practice and just sort of hangs around. But it looked like he was ready to ramp up his participation today. Same with maybe Mike Unwindu. So I don't know. Maybe we're we're getting some reinforcements there. Maybe. Yeah. Look, their their plan from the beginning. We've talked about this, Brian. Was throw as much throw throw things against the wall and see what sticks. And we talk, who was uh, what's his name when, when DJ Fluker worked out. I kind of said this. If that's going to be your plan, I don't like it. But if you're going to do that plan, do it throw as much against the wall as he can. Cause the more guys you try out the higher chance, one of them is a hit. And it felt like that's feels like that's what they've done the last couple of days. They activate Calvin Anderson. They trade for two more tackles. Uh, they're going to have shots at this thing. I don't know how many of them are viable shots. I'm, I'm intrigued by Calvin Anderson. I've said that since the spring, I don't know how NFL ready he is, but he probably is the best shot. The problem is he's only left tackles. So is Trent Brown moving to the right side? Is he just backing up Trent Brown? And he's, you know, the improvement over Andrew Stuber. And then what are you doing on the right side? I did like Vidarian Lowe for them in the draft last year. People who have watched the show for that long will remember that. They're, he, he was a four-year starter at Illinois. Something you look for. There's some guys that are just studs their entire college career, and, and good for them, and those are first-round picks. Uh, another kind of player is the guy that comes on late but shows significant growth, and I just think the way Lowe grew throughout his college career and improved over his four or five years as a starter at Illinois showed a guy that knows how to get better, knows how to improve, knows how to learn. And that in and of itself is a skill. Does that make him a starting caliber right tackle? No. But again, when you're just throwing things against the wall, a guy that has a knack for improving and can improve at a rate faster than others is not a bad guy to have on the roster. So I think we talked about, we were on the air the day the Tyrone Wheatley trade, right? I yeah, we didn't, show that we, didn't, day. we didn't get to low because that was like, that was Sunday at night, night yeah. right? So I've established. I didn't love that trade. Lola I, I wish they would have stuck it out with Pierre Strong. Okay, yeah. And and I Tyrone Wheatley to me is a flyer. Like Pierre Strong was kind of a flyer too, but I think he was a better flyer. But I I do like Vidarian Low for a six round pick. I think that's a good trade. I wish they'd made that trade a month ago. Yep. So that you know Low could get reps with the team in practice, and so Bailey Zappi gets a fair shot in these preseason games and doesn't get his ass kicked. But it, that that one that that one works for me. That one moves the needle for me a little bit. But this is this is what it's going to be. It's going to be an experiment. We hear that that thing all the time, Brian. That September is an extension of the preseason. I, th- this offensive line's not done. Th- there is not going to be a group that they put out and say wipe their hands and say this is our offensive line. I think this thing's still a work in progress, and they're going to keep trying guys out. Yep. And it's worth noting that with Vidarian Low, a lot of that 
later college progression came under Brett Belima, who, you know, Patriot, former Patriot coach, Belichick yeah. guy. So they have that connection there. Maybe, you know, they, you mentioned they should have made that trade a month ago. I looked at a few, like, Vikings roster projections, and everyone I saw had low on their 53 projections. So maybe that was something he just, you know, became available late here, yeah. and they took the uh, took the chance on him there. But, yeah, I, I like that trade. But, um, yeah, I, I think we're just going to keep kind of rotating through these right tackles. Hopefully they have their four, and Trent Brown can be Trent the – the good Trent Brown, the locked-in Trent Brown, Strange and Owenu are healthy. Andrews can stay healthy, and then we just have to worry about that right tackle spot. But who knows? We'll we'll, we'll keep throwing stuff. I will say, I, I will say though, uh, we did see Michael Owenu take like a it was a snap or two yeah. at right <laughs> tackle in practice today. So get the hopes up. Yeah, we'll we'll see there. But um, weapons. Uh, Kayshawn Booty, Demario Douglas on the team. They kept six wide receivers as we kind of thought they were headed the last few years or a few weeks in, in, in practice. And then running backs, J.J. Taylor, who I know you want to talk about quick, got cut, might not be coming back on the practice squad. And then Ty Montgomery also got cut. He's a vested vet, though, so doesn't need waivers. He could possibly just you know re-sign here tomorrow and be right back on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, that that could happen. On Taylor, I thought it was really interesting. Karen Garrigan reported that he doesn't necessarily want to come back on the practice squad. He wants to find somewhere where he can start. Good for him for that. I mean, he wants to get his career going. It's been four years. I talked to him actually a little bit yesterday in the locker room, and I was sort of asking him about the practice squad. He seemed annoyed by it. I just thought it was the stress of it being cut. Not even him. I was just like, how do you handle like cut down day and talking to younger guys about that? Because I was talking about like being a, a leader on the team. I thought he was going to make the team, but. Yeah, it, good for him, but that's a, a, another guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see an external addition at running back that maybe brings somebody in on the practice squad uh, in that quicker, shiftier back sort of mold to pair with Kevin Harris, whether that is Ty Montgomery, whether that is somebody else. Was Kevin Harris was released too, right? He was Kevin Harris was released, yes. Yep. So same type of thing with quarterback almost, just, just two running backs there, so you'd expect some movement going forward. Same with tight end. They they cut all those backups. It's just Henry and Gesicki on the 53, which I think we kind of thought that's what they've done the last two years, even though they, they played those two tight ends a lot with Henry and Janu, and, and they expect that heavy usage again with Henry and Gesicki. But, you know, Ferkser, uh, Sokol, those are guys you can slide onto the practice squad probably pretty easily and bump them up on game day when you need them to. So... Looks like that's where that's probably headed there for, for that tight end spot. Yeah, again, no surprises there. The six receivers. I, a little surprised by two running backs. I thought they'd keep one of Taylor or Montgomery, but again, those guys could be back. Yep. Uh, defensively, seemed pretty what we ex- kind of what we expected. They they did keep seven corners, Amir Speed, and, who was more of a specialist, I'd say. This well, so point. this was really interesting. The page, sorry to cut you off there, Brian, but the Patriots, did you see the graphic they put out with the roster? Yeah. The, like the choose your character one, whatever it was. Yeah. But so all of the offensive players have up oh, and they deleted it. That's interesting. Um, did they, did they put it back up there? Hang on. Let me see. Or maybe uh, what I said, I have, got it deleted. I have the so, graphic with the, uh, the tweet. Do you have the tweet. graphic? Yeah. Oh, it's backup. Okay, there must have been a typo in there or something. All right, so um, 
anyway, uh, all the offensive players have red behind their headshot. All the defensive players have blue. And the specialists all have gray or white or whatever that is. So that's Slater, Ryland, Beringer, Cardona, Schooler. Also, Chris Board and Amir Speed. So I think they see those guys as pure specialists. I don't think they see those. Board will play defense. We saw him practice on defense. I was a little surprised by that. I think Amir Speed may be a full spe- full-time specialist. Yeah. Well, that's how it looks on the graphic. And that's what we've kind of seen, you know, throughout the preseason. Maybe he could give you some boundary corner depth if you like you really need it but it looks like you know where he projects right out of the gate is that specialist spot and kind of that same you know category of speed isaiah bolden he's on ir his year's done after that you know injury in green bay so uh other defense ronnie perkins maybe you know he was the guy who was building some momentum late he got he got released today calvin munson was another one of those guys but again Munson was a vested vet. He seemed like a pretty popular candidate to get released initially and then be brought back within the next 24 hours in some capacity. It so was that, a report. I, I I think it was Mark Daniels. I don't want to misattribute, but I don't want to pass it off as my own either. Um, excuse me. Somebody report. Yeah, it was Mark Daniels. Patriots are cutting Calvin Munson per source. However, look for the linebacker to go back to the 53-man roster tomorrow after the Patriots play someone on IR. So that's not even back on the practice squad. That's we're going to get somebody on IR and then re-sign you for, yep. for months in, which makes sense. And that would be probably Tyquan Thornton, Riley Reef. I'm guessing one, if not both of those guys will go on IR tomorrow and that's where they'll get the roster spot. Yep. Agree with you there. Uh, any other cuts? We can talk about the trade in the second two, but any other cuts that kind of caught your mind? I think, Jeremiah Farms. Yeah, saw that. Uh, You know, good for Sam Roberts for making that late push, getting Mm. on the team. Oh, I know people want me to talk about Nick Folk. Uh, Like I I said the whole time, you couldn't rule out them keeping two kickers, but I didn't say they were going to do it. I said you couldn't rule it out, and then it became pretty obvious with the Mm. kicker shortage around the league that Nick Folk was going to be tradable. I thought they could have gotten more. I wonder if they went to Nick Folk just as a respect thing and said, where do you want to go? And, you know, we'll, we'll do our best there. Nashville makes sense for him. It's close to home. A little surprising to go to Dallas, but seventh round pick they otherwise don't have, right? If they just cut him. So it's about right. It's, it's more or less how that thing should have ended. Yep. They got it right. Goes to Vrabel. Vrabel too. That's, yeah. It'll be good. Good good for folk, yeah, but it's the rookie show now. Time to, you know, hang on to your hang on to your butts. It's the rookie so show. Some people were asking about this. Uh people have actually been asking me about this since the draft, and I kept as being lazy or forgetting to find the number until earlier today. So the last time a team had a both a rookie kicker and punter in week one, the Raiders was the 2015 Miami Dolphins, oh. Andrew Franks and Matt Dar. The 2018 Raiders are the last team to have a rookie kicker and punter both play at least 10 games. And that was Daniel Carson and Johnny Townsend. Daniel Carlson actually started that year with the Vikings and then was cut early on and went to the Raiders. So you're talking about five to 10 years ago, last time we saw something like this. Yeah. We'll see, obviously, that 10, that 10 game number is a big one, but these aren't just rookie kickers and punters. These are guys you drafted. The expectation yeah. should be that they finish out the season. They shouldn't have to be going, you know, pending an injury, they shouldn't have to be going and looking for a kicker or a punter at any point this year, any point in the next four years, really. Yeah, I agree. That's so. That's the record we're going for, 11, 11 games. Well, hopefully 17 games. But it, it, it might be more. I, I like you want them to play seven. I use 10 as an arbitrary number. It was just like, there are teams that 
for an individual game here or there had both because guys were hurt, but I was thinking yeah. like more than half the season for more than half, yeah. like on purpose, not got backed into it and had no other option, but on purpose had a rookie kicker and punter. So I, I felt like 10 games was a, was a fair, fair cutoff. Nice round number. That's good. Uh, one more I wanted to ask you about uh, Josh Bledsoe. What do you, what do you think? I mean, we know the practice talent in their, in their safety room, but you think he's just practice squad guy. Yeah. Yep. And then I was actually Eric brought it up for me down there in the comments. What do you think? Do you think Farms is going to be that nose tackle? That, that, you know that that depth nose tackle that we kind of thought might be Carl Davis or uh, is it just Farms? Or do you think that could be a so, place where they look for a guy outside of the organization? An interesting one. Danny Shelton got cut by the Chiefs, and before you yell at me and say he's too old, he's only thirty, which surprised me. But that's really not old. And he only played one game last year. So you think he's fresh. I don't know how rusty he is, but for a backup nose tackle, like behind Godshaw, yeah, I take Danny Shelton. I think Danny Shelton's better than Carl Davis. right? I think that right yeah. there is an upgrade. So I wonder if they call Danny Shelton, even on the practice squad, maybe they get him on the active roster. But they, yeah, there were a couple of guys today who I would have liked to see him make the call. Alberto obviously got traded. Danny Shelton was one of them. I'm try, uh, Cole McCoy. I'm trying to remember. I know there were like one or two others. Did uh, Jack Coletto make the Niners? I'd have to look it up. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, Jack Coletto was cut. Jack Coletto's a guy I would really like to see them call. Did he? He played some tight end at the Shrine Bowl, right? And he plays fullback, tight end, and off-ball linebacker. Yeah, and he was on their team at the Shrine Bowl. I thought he was good. Yeah, he seemed like a Patriot guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, there'll be tons of tons of movement there as always over the next twenty four hours. The initial fifty three, however long you think it's going to last, probably won't be too long. But um, usually about twenty four hours because waiver, yeah. you know, they're putting in waiver claims now, and it'll be four o'clock tomorrow, so it'll be kind of quiet. Is it they, 1 they can PM? sign veterans right now. No, I think it's four o'clock. I think it's uh I think it's twenty-four hours. Every twenty-four okay. hours. Maybe, okay. you know, it, it I, last year sometimes it leaks out that like this team put in a claim on this player, but unless it's the Cardinals, that doesn't mean anything. Yep. The Cardinals are at the top of the top of the waiver order. Mm -hmm. So We'll see. They could still sign veterans, so maybe we get some news there. But yeah, the waiver stuff, we'll know about Zappy and those guys in the next 24 hours, and then you get to the, you start building the practice. Club. Yep. We'll see if Taekwon or Riley Reef end up on IR, miss four weeks here. Uh, and it was, I just pointed out Cody Davis and Trey Flowers, they did start the year on Pop, so they'll be missing some some time there as well. Kind of, kind of expected after we didn't see them all summer, but I believe that's pretty much it for the cuts today down to 53 i don't know any other last thoughts on, on your side i, I just I, I would tell everybody relax about the quarterback thing about all of it there's <laughs> more moves coming I, I see people freaking out the tight ends they're gonna fit they're gonna have enough players let's put it that way they're going to have enough players whether those players are good enough we're gonna find out i know people have thoughts on that but they they will have enough players on the roster i'm not worried about that yeah all right so let's hear from our friends at FanDuel, and then we will get into a little fantasy football talk after that. Uh, you want to actually, I got to pull up the read here. Take a question real quick. I pull up the read and I got to get TJ on. All right. Uh, let's see in the chat quick. 
Felipe. Oh, wait. Nope, wrong one. Is Malik Cunningham back in any way? I would, I believe they want him back on the practice squad. That's what it sounds like. It's just, can they get him through waivers there? And I would think they can based off all 32 teams passed him in the draft as a quarterback. No one's probably going to go for him as a receiver based off what we saw in the preseason. So I'd imagine they can get him back in whatever role they hope there. All right, let's uh, let's let's get into some FanDuel stuff. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from <clears throat> FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player pop, props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL in Massachusetts, 21-plus in present in MA. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com backslash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV, TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscriptions renewed. Cancel anytime. All right. Now that we got the, uh, the lawyers out of the way, we'll get TJ Horgan in here in a second. He covers... Uh, fantasy sports for uh, fantasy football for fantasypros.com. TJ does a great job. We get, I get asked all the time on here to talk about fantasy. And I know a lot of you guys have asked us to do a fantasy thing. Uh, fantasy segment. Uh, people are uh, having their drafts this week, Brian. I know you had yours, so I figure we'll, we'll get TJ on. We'll get one of the experts on to do it. And here he is from fantasy pros, Burlington, Massachusetts own TJ Horgan. TJ, what's up, TJ? What's up, dude? What's up guys. How are we doing? Good. Good. Uh, so let's start here. Brian, you had your draft last week. We had to get off the show quick. Uh, let, let TJ, I want TJ to grade how you did. How'd you do? Let him know I mean, who you got. I thought I did good. I got, um, well, the big polarizing pick now is Jonathan Taylor, obviously. But Oh, boy. That's I got, tough. So I got, him, take him? I got him in the third round. I was at the point, I went uh, Cooper Cup and Chris Olave, one, two. So I'm like, I need a, I need a running back there in the third, and he was, he was there. So I, I took the chance. So if it's four weeks and he's back, I still have some hope there. But I don't know. You tell me. Should I? Am I? Is that false hope? Um. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I def, I probably wouldn't be taking him in the third round. But you yeah. know, but we didn't, we didn't know that he was confirmed on the team and on pup and gone for four weeks until today. So I can't, I can't blame you. You didn't do anything wrong. You know, it looked, I, I, I took him in drafts that, that I had a couple of days ago as well. So, um, you know, you just, you just got to hope for the best there. And, and it's, you know, it's indie is a tough situation where there's not a clear handcuff, you know, yeah. it's either we're going to find out week one, whether it's Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Evan Hull, or switching every week. Also, if you guys have fantasy questions for TJ, you have drafts coming up. You want to know what to do, put them in the chat. We'll get to them. But since this is a Patriots show, and I know Patriots fans are always itching to uh, draft Patriots players, which can't always be easy, 
TJ, which Patriots players do you like this year? I'm trying to think of which Patriots players I'm higher on than consensus. Is Juju's knee all right? Because I think I'm higher on Juju than... I think uh, so, yeah. Yeah, assuming Juju's like healthy, you know, I, I think his I think his draft stock is a little lower than it should be. He's, he's getting drafted close to like wide receiver 50. Um, and he, you know, for all intents and purposes, again, assuming he's healthy, should have the most receptions on the Patriots, uh, which again, their offense, I'm banking on being better than last year. So that's where I'm higher on Juju. Uh, in a deep league, it's Devontae Parker, because as we just said, if Juju's not healthy, um, Parker probably finishes the season with the most receptions right there. So uh, again, maybe I'm prognosticating incorrectly, but I don't know. I think Devontae Parker for his wide receiver 80 draft slot right now, if you're in a deep league, um, go ahead and, and snag Parker. I drafted about, Juju. You did? That's point. Where'd you get him? Uh, I think like ninth, 10th round. He's my wide receiver four. I mean, I kind of was on the same page in a PPR league. I think he's going to have a, a ton of reception. So I, I was happy with that. He was my one of two Patriots. So yes, I bet Alex can guess the other guy. Uh, Chad Ryland. Yeah. Brian's been really cool. into like the rookie kickers <laughs> and punters this year. He almost cried when uh, Bryce Berenger had a bad week in Green Bay. It was, it was tough. Brian, when the Patriots are on a buyer, you're going to carry two kickers so you can keep the Patriots kicker. I might have to. I I might have to. We'll, we'll see how it goes, though. If he, I mean, okay. if he's tearing it up, I'm not going to be able to just release him like that. So we'll see. That's that's sort of my logic. Is I I can't draft a kicker with anything other than the last round. You can't be. Uh, you can't. There's no excuse to roster two kickers unless you have Justin Tucker. I got him in the second to last round. I didn't like overextend. I went okay kicker defense to end it, but so but there are we'll, viewers we'll cross that bridge when we get there if if he's playing well in the bye week. There are viewers of our show shocked that you waited that long and that you didn't try to draft Bryce Beringer. But I if I could have, I would have. Well, have me. you ever done a punter league? I sadly have not. But TJ, they... do you even know about a punter league? Barth, my my longest running uh, league, my home league, the one that started when I was a sophomore in high school, we we had punters for the first, I want to say five or six seasons before we voted them out. So no, no, no. So this isn't a league that has punters. This is it. Do you know what a steals and saves league is in baseball? No. So a steals and saves league in baseball is you get a point for a steal, you get a point for a save. That's it. You're just drafting fast guys and closers, and that's the whole league. The That's punter funny. league, which started as a punter coach league, because Yahoo used to have a slot where you could add draft coaches, was essentially the football equivalent of that. You got a point for a win, lost a point for a loss for the coach. The punter is you get points for I-20s. You lose points for touchbacks. You lose a ton of points if the punts return for a touchdown. That's, That's it. You don't draft anybody else. That's the whole league. You have like four or five punters, and that's it. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty good. I would get we, Brian into one of those. The way we did it was, it, it was just, it was simple. It was uh, two points for a punt inside the 10, one point for a punt inside the 20. And it just, it, 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 it decided a championship one year. And, and that's Lee awesome. decided Lee decided it was out. I think that's all the reason to double down on it. Uh, how about the Patriots defense in fantasy? Are they a must draft? Hmm. Well, if you really want to have the Patriots defense, go ahead. They're absolutely a must-draft for you. But for me, no defense is a must-draft. I'm taking my defense second to last round uh, every single time in drafts because I stream defenses. I don't like having more than one defense. On a bye week, I don't like having a defense 
that is playing a good team that week and taking the gamble, I play the matchups. I look at the point spreads. I look at the over-unders, and I say which defense on the waiver wire this week is has the best chance to not allow a ton of points. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable rostering the same defense the whole year. I know some people have, some people do, and, and you strike gold. Some years there are defenses that just force a ton of turnovers, and good for you. Um, but the likelihood that you find that defense of 12 other people in your league is on the low side. So Washington one, right? At home that's, against that's what Arizona? Exactly. Washington at home against Arizona and Baltimore, I believe, are 10-point favorites against Houston week one. Yep. And both of those defenses are not going in like the top eight defenses right now. So the, I have one of those two every time. Love that. I got Washington, so... Music to my perfect. Game. But are you sticking with them? No, I stream. I go week <laughs> by week. It's I probably going to be whoever the Cardinals are against will be at the top of my list every every week this year. There's always a team like that. It's there's always the team that is you know you know they're tanking a few weeks into the season, and I honestly wouldn't if you really have the roster room to spare, grab Keep the defense up. they're taking two weeks in advance, so yeah. you always have that defense. 100%. All right. Uh, here's a question. Why do people take uh, defenses before kickers? Because defenses can change, but kickers are consistent. I kind of disagree that kickers are consistent. You know, whether whether a kicker has four field goals in a game or zero attempted field goals in a game, you you tell me you can predict that? I wouldn't say I wouldn't well, say I, kickers are consistent. I, I, I'd read that more as, and that's a good point. I read that more as like, if you draft a kicker, you draft a guy, right? You know who you drafted, whereas if you draft um, the Jets defense, this is a bad example because the Jets have a ton of talent, but it was the first thing that came to my head. You draft the Jets defense and Sauce Gardner gets hurt. Like you just, right? And it's not right. like losing one player that you can then go pick up the backup. It's a fair point. Um, I, I, I look at defenses, as I just said, I draft the team they're playing that week. I don't necessarily draft the defense unless it's, you know, a, a garbage football team, then then I'll just go pick up a, a mediocre defense. But I draft a defense based on who they're playing that week rather than, oh, I like Sauce Gardner because the likelihood that one Sauce Gardner actually generates me fantasy points on a predictable basis, like how are we going to predict what Sauce Gardner has an interception? How are we going to predict whether Matt Judon has a half a sack or one right. and a half or two sacks, you know? Well, I mean, you look at the other team's offensive line for the sacks, but <laughs> let, let me ask you this. There, there's guys on the Patriots. I think uh, on the, to, to bring it back to the Patriots in fantasy, a guy like Demario Douglas, rookie six round pick Kayshawn booty, rookie six round pick who have kind of made some noise in camp and look like they could play roles. There's always that question after week one, a guy breaks out and then do you sign him? Do you not want to burn your waiver spot that early? Things like that. Where, how should, people handle those players and specifically when it comes to the Patriots, if they get like a breakout game from DeMario Douglas week one, should people rush to claim them or should they be hesitant? It's a great question. And that's the, you know, that's, that's the question every fantasy manager has, right? When, when someone puts up a great performance, you gotta just hold yourself back from chasing past numbers. You have to look at how sustainable is it in the future? You know, did this player do well because maybe a couple guys got injured and they're now the first or second option on the team? Or did they do well because they caught a random massive touchdown, but in reality only played 31% of the offensive snaps? 
Um, you you got to look at their role, the type of routes they're running, when they're being used. Were they on the field every single time the team got inside the 20? Because if they were, sure, maybe that's indicative of future performance as well because you have a chance to get more touchdowns that way. But definitely look at the things that led to that performance and how they can impact the player going forward rather than just, I see a lot of points. I'm going to pick up a lot of points. So I think maybe one of the biggest Patriots-related fantasy things here is Ramondre Stevenson. Well, obviously a top back, right? He, he's a good pass catcher. But how does how do you think Zeke is going to affect that workload, and how much does that kind of knock Stevenson down on your rankings? Because as a Tony Pollard owner last year, that Zeke was very frustrating. So are you thinking that type of same thing for Ramondre, and is that knocking knocking you down on him? Yeah, that's very valid. Zeke is going to be frustrating for uh, for for Ramondre Stevenson rosterers, but like if you, I don't know, you, you're kind of owning that when you draft a Patriots running back, you always have owned that. Uh, but I'd like to think that whatever touchdown Zeke will vulture will be sort of overshadowed or at least equaled out by the Patriots offense being better in general. Um, for Ramondre Stevenson. So Stevenson, I moved him down a couple slots. Obviously, the touchdown touchdown vulturing is real there. But I didn't move him down too much because think about the names he's being drafted around. For me, at least. Um, I have met RB11 right now. Before Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Jones. Like, all of those guys are probably... Like, none of those guys I'm looking at and I'm like, oh, definitely going to be better than Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's probably the most talented of those guys right now. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to bet on the talent there and, and take him over, you know, a, a Joe Mixon who hasn't looked that good and some off the field questions and gets banged up a little bit. And well, I'm taking him over Najee Harris, who again, is he really that good? Do the Steelers really like Jalen Warren? Like there's no doubt in my mind, Ramondre Stevenson will lead the Patriots in carries uh, it like, uh, unless he gets hurt, you know, the other guys, there's, there's a little bit of a chance. Like, uh, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon could creep up there. You know, it's kind of a timeshare, um, at least in between the twenties. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a timeshare for, for Andre Stevenson. Uh, which rookies do you like this year? A good question. Um, let me think here. Rookies. I think Zach Charbonnet on the Seahawks is in a good spot right now. Um, mainly because Kenneth Walker, we don't really have any clarity on his groin. Um, his groin injury like he's he's uh he was good last year but i don't know they drafted charbonnet and what was it second the second round this year yeah for, for a reason you know so i like where he's getting drafted charbonnet not going until like rb in the 40s sometimes so i think he's decent value right there um in terms of rookie wide receivers rookie wide receivers almost always outperform their adp their average draft position so if you want to draft a rookie wide receiver and it's not, you know, an extreme reach, do it. Draft your rookie wide receiver. I really like Zay Flowers. Who knows what's going on with those uh, – what's going on, Justin? Uh, who knows what's going on with those uh, with those receivers in Baltimore? You know, Odell Beckham could have a resurgence here, but I don't know. Zay Flowers looks, looks really good. So I like Zay Flowers there. Uh, for tight ends, I was just looking at the, the Lions depth chart after the cuts. And it, excuse me, Packers. Sam Laporte will be fine, but it – uh, Luke Musgrave looks to be like the tight end one with a bullet over there in Green Bay. So if you can grab him, like he's going as like tight end 26 right now. 
I mean, that's you got to be in a really deep league, but hey, it's worth a shot. All right, Brian, I don't know if you have any more questions. I got one more I got to get in here. I have one about tight ends quick. I could build okay. off that. Uh, Mike Kosicki is getting drafted over Hunter Henry. Why? <laughs> is that just red zone touchdown potential? Or, or good everything question. we've seen, I'd say Henry's the, the lead guy in that tight end room. Good chemistry with Mac. So I don't know. Is Henry kind of a sleeper there at the tight end position? It's so funny. This is where you got to pay attention to local media because there's always these fantasy consensus, this fantasy consensus that comes out in the off season and no one actually questions it until you get into, you know, listening to coverage from an actual camp. So right now, because of, you know, your guys's coverage, I'm obviously taking Henry over Mike Kosicki, but I think on paper, you look at Henry the past season or two, hasn't been that good production wise. And they just went and signed Mike Kosicki, who is, as pure of a receiving tight end as you get. So no one's drafting either of them super high. So they're both kind of under the radar fantasy picks in general. But I think that's probably why Gesicki is uh, is being ranked ahead of Hunter Henry. But I definitely would uh, would def- definitely rank Henry above Gesicki. So people who don't know, TJ's a Falcons fan, by the way. We're talking to TJ Horgan covers fantasy football for fantasy pros. If you're somebody that's going to tweet on at me on Sundays for fantasy advice, I don't have it. Follow TJ, tweeted him. That's why we're having him on right now because he's the guy. I, I don't really dabble in fantasy. But uh, a, a guy I want to ask about because this is a Patriot show and this guy was a Patriot. I know a lot of Patriots still love him and you're a Falcons fan is uh, uh, Cordero Patterson. Man, the, our, our RB, the RB1 right now for the Falcons. So, okay, so hang on. <laughs> Patriots only kept two running backs on their initial roster. A lot of people think maybe there's another move coming. They especially need a pass catching running back with, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Ramondre Stevenson, big physical backs. The Falcons keep throwing all these draft picks at running backs. Tyler Algier, Bijan Robinson. Any chance Cordero Patterson shakes loose in Atlanta, TJ? When you say shakes loose, do you mean like teams inquire about his value and gets traded? Yes. Or gets cut or whatever. He's not getting cut. Um, I figured he is, he is as pure of a fan favorite in Atlanta as there has been in a really long time, man. You, you saw him in new England, how much the fans loved him, even in his small role in new England. But I mean, the fans love Cordero and he loves Atlanta too. Like if you see his tweets, his interviews, he loves Atlanta. So I would be truly shocked if they parted ways with Cordero at any point this season for any reason. All right. So I get Brian back to the drawing board on that one. Would have been fun, but sounds how's, like he's, he's not saying. Well, how's, how's Johnny Smith doing down there? Oh yeah. Hey, did he make the team? I didn't even look today. Yeah. Johnny Smith made the team. He's going to be the Falcons tight end too, most likely. Um, I saw actually, there was a really good interview. The Falcons put out sort of like a, like a boardroom style in a barbershop. And there was Jesse Bates, John Abraham, the OG defensive end. Jonu Smith was in there, Calais Campbell. And they were all, it was a really good interview the Falcons put out. But no, I'm excited to see what Smith can do, especially back with uh, Arthur Smith, his former head coach as well. We were excited Excuse about... me, former OC, pardon me. We were excited about Jonu Smith once too. We, we, we've been there. <laughs> While we're doing this, one more former patron on the Falcons, Young Way Koo. Fantasy value? Young Way Koo was a Patriot? Practice squad. 
I was going to say, he only played regular season. He never season kicked for, the, for them, but, but for he the was Chargers. on the practice squad. And went, I think the Falcons actually signed him off the Patriots practice squad. That's funny. Or maybe okay, he had I, one stop in between. Learn something. No, new yeah, they that. signed him. They signed him off the off the Patriots practice squad. Uh, fans love Young. Another one. Another fan favorite in Atlanta. Um, I mean, this really is not indicative of fantasy value. Again, I stream kickers. Go with the new kicker every week. But yeah, I mean, if he can just figure out a way to make extra points, the dude's money from anything <laughs> under fifty-five. Like, just can, well, that's an extra point. <laughs> no, but but in an actual field goal situation. He is money from 55 or shorter, but extra points, it's it's a coin flip. I guess he'd rather miss the one point ones than the three point ones, but <laughs> he's even money. Uh, TJ, he's even money on the onside kicks, right? Wasn't he the guy who had like two in one game last year or something? Yep. TJ Horgan from Fantasy Pros at TJ Horgan TV on Twitter. Thanks for joining us, dude. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Have Thank you. All right, some good fantasy stuff there. Um, for the people who've been asking for that for three years since Evan was here, there you go. We did fantasy football on Patreon. There you go. Is that not a, I, People have been asking and asking and asking, and then we did it, and then the comments, people are like, what are you doing? Is that not a yearly segment you got there? No. First time? No, that is... We did, before that, I think we did one fantasy segment once because Evan sent me his draft and I thought it was bad and I wanted to bring it up on the show and just kind of cook and it. Just and it. that was, it wasn't even fantasy advice. It was just me making fun of Evan, which we do, unlike fantasy, we did a lot on the show back in the day. Yep. So there you go. You got yours at, at TJ Horgan uh, TV on Twitter. He's the, stop asking me for fantasy <laughs> advice. I don't have it. He's the guy. I, you can ask Brian. I don't know, Brian. Do you do fantasy advice? Uh, I used to write some fantasy stuff a few years ago, but right, so you can ask. I Brian don't anymore. But I, I'm still. I, you know, I still follow. I still play. So I could. I can give you some advice. It's not professional advice, but I'll, I can give you some advice if you ask. And if you don't yell at me when it's wrong afterwards, but that's that's part of the reason I don't do it. I remember like, what, what year would this have been? I think it was 2021 when they had all the injuries at running back and like, we didn't know who was going to start one of the games. And I tweeted as a Patriots reporter, whoever it was like Damian Harris took the first snap at running back during like the warmups before the game, like the, the 90 minute, you know, yeah. that period they do as a Patriots reporter. I tweeted that Patriots fans know that really doesn't mean much, but Fantasy Twitter got a hold of it. And they all added. And everybody started Damon Harris. And then I forget, like, Ramondre, who, or whoever it was, uh, had a big game. And I got, like, some nasty messages. And it's like, it's not my fault. You didn't understand what this meant. So. I'm already ready for the Patriots to score two touchdowns week one and Chad Ryland have two points and everyone be yelling at me or something. For two <laughs> extra points. But whatever. We'll get there. If they score two touchdowns against that Eagles defense, maybe we're trending in the right direction with this <laughs> offensive line. We'll see. Oh, speaking of the offensive line, did you see the, the Mac update? We could end with one last Patriots thing. Was this the thing from Reese? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Will Jordan Humphrey got cut. Oh, bring him back. We need another tight end, right? <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, what was the uh, Mike Reese thing? So Reese was on Sports Hub today with Zoe and Bertrand, and he said that his health, talking about Mac, his health wasn't good after the preseason game in Green Bay because of all the hits he took. He said that went underreported and undertold, like his toughness to even come back the next week in practice. 
And he then added, I think that's part of the reason they didn't go to Nashville for the joint practices, and he obviously didn't play in that final preseason game uh, down there in Tennessee. So maybe Mac already, you know, dealing with something minor here to start the year behind an already battered offensive line. That would be bad. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that I, it's, it's plain and simple. Like, if he's already hurt, this is – this is why I didn't want to play him a ton against Green Bay. We talked about it on that show. They just, they, this offensive line, the issues are going to keep compounding themselves. Yep. Now you don't have a backup for him. So better hope he's healthy. <laughs> but anything else before we cut it off here for the night you got? I think that's it. We'll do it. We'll do a more thorough breakdown on Thursday once things settle. People go on IR, people are brought back. We'll have the full practice squad. I, I I'm not a huge fan of reacting to the initial roster. I get, we have to do it. It's a story of the day. I think there is some value in it, but again, I just, especially this team specifically. Oh, hang on. I'm seeing something in the chat here. Oh, Zach Kuntz. Um, yeah. Did he get cut? I was just, I was just cause he had, a, he had a good preseason. Is it Z-A-C-K or Z-A-C-H? I don't remember. Um, Z-A-C-K, I think. I'm not I'll find it. Um, I would just say I, I I like it much better once we have an idea on the uh, on the actual roster versus kind of this call it a skeleton of a roster. It looked, yeah, he did get cut. Uh, make the call. That's interesting. I, I Patriots should make that call. Yeah, because if you want to. Shut everyone up to say they didn't take a tight end from this historic tight end right. draft class. Just go get one uh, now. Uh, did Rapport really say something about Zappy? I just saw a comment there in the chat. Did he? Is this all coming in? That he might. That he might get claimed. We're going. Oh, uh, uh, it's like a, I think it's a fifty-second video clip, so you probably have to listen to that. But. All right, well, we'll, we'll react to that on Thursday. Yeah. It's breaking news during the show. All right, so we're down to 53, but it will change a lot, and we'll get a practice squad over the next 24, 48, uh, until week one, pretty much. So until we come back on Thursday, you can follow Alex on Twitter at RealAlexBarth and go read his all his coverage over at 985thesportshub.com. Follow me on Twitter at IamBrianHines and go... Check out all my roster cutdown work over at Patrick. Hang on, I got the update from Rappaport. All right, let's hear it quick. Rappaport says it sounds like Zappy has a real chance to get claimed. All right, there you go. So, so they, they may need a new backup quarterback. Could be moving forward without Zappy here. But yeah, we'll be down to talk about that on Thursday and everything else that happens from now and between then. But thank you, as always, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you guys then.